The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I heard this story many years ago, firsthand from the person that it happened to. The fellow said he was riding with his son on the subway, and an elderly Yid, an elderly Jew, stepped on. He looked like he had been retired and uh, was looking what to do with his life. And he came out with a bunch of fishing rods, and he sat down, and he told them that he goes fishing, and that's his favorite pastime, that's how he passes his time, and he's talking a mile a minute, and he's talking about fishing, and he fishes here, and he fishes there, and he goes to the creek on down by Al's head, and he's just going on and on, and he used to learn a yeshiva many years, and he once learned, you know, he knows stories, he knows gemaras, I guess his favorite story is the story of Yosef Michael Shabbos, he's still waiting to find the diamond in the fish. <laughs> anyway, he gets up, and he says, oops, here's my stop, and he gets up, and he runs out onto the platform. And as he runs out onto the platform, and the doors close, and this man realizes that he left two of his fishing rods, and or like one satchel on the seat. So he's like waving the fishing rod to him through the window of the train to let him know that he left it there. And this man's like waving another fishing rod back as if to say, bye, you know, like, thanks for being so polite. Didn't quite happen what they were trying to tell him, and the train goes off. They didn't think that this was really a good enough reason to pull the emergency brake. So no one called the, they just went on. But they took it off, and he took it off with him from the train. The kid did. So the father said to him, the father was very chashiv, you had a big time with He said, you know, once you pick it up, you have a chiv of a Shavas You have to return it. So he said, I don't know who to return it to. So they presumed that the New York City subway system must have some lost and found someplace. Definitely has a lost. So they stopped one of the conductors, and they asked him, and he never heard of a lost and found. They asked someone else, he never heard of a lost and found. Someone said, call this number, call that number. The story goes back many, many years so they told him that in the 34th Street station there is a lost and found, and they were two stops away, so perhaps they should go there. So they thought they would go there and put the fishing rod in and register it, and maybe if this guy, if, you know, didn't seem like much of a chance, he would figure figure this all out, but at least it was the best shot they had, because they had no clue what this person's name was. I mean, in retrospect, I guess they could have gone down to Al's head and looked for someone fishing without a fishing rod, but... <laughs> so he says, the way he was describing it, what that lost and found looked like in the New York City subway system, he says that was the word dreary was created just these one of these old fans turning dust into the air. There was a security guard sleeping in front of a bunch of shelves and shelves of odds and ends. And they kind of spoke to him, sir, 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 sir. And he was quite upset that they woke him up, middle of a day's work. And they said about the fishing rods, he said, like, just put it down someplace, you know, and, you know, fill out this form. They put it down. And so he told me a true story. As he's turning around, he notices something on the shelf, and he's like totally bewildered. He's, he can't believe what he's seeing. And it looks to him like a Sefer Torah on the shelf. And first they thought it was like, you know, a play Sefer Torah. And they open it up and they pull, out, pull off some of the, the cover, and this, it looks to him like a real Sefer Torah. They get very excited. They come back to the person who's now angry that they woke him up twice in as many minutes. And they ask him, who put the Sefer Torah? He says, he has no clue who put the Sefer Torah that's been laying there for a while. Somebody must have found it and brought it there. So they told him that they want to take it. He says, what do you mean you want to take it? Who are you? How, is it yours? They said, well, really, the Torah belongs to all of Klal Yisrael. Is it yours or is it not yours? They said, no, well, then you can't take it. So he said, listen, if it's here all these years, I mean, obviously no one's thinking of looking for it over here. He says, please, take it. You know, we'll put announcement in all the Jewish papers, whoever lost the Sefer Torah. He says, it's been here years. Anyway, can we speak to your supervisor? 
He says, I'm my own supervisor. Well, can we speak to the supervisor's supervisor? So they woke up the supervisor's supervisor, who was <laughs> really, really upset, because he, you know, he says, I'm very, very busy supervising all the supervisors of the lost and founds in the New York City subway system. And he said, really? doesn't have time for this. And they nudged him, and they pleaded, and they showed him ID. And he said, you know what? Okay, so take it. It was, it was easy. Listen, go back to sleep afterwards. So they took home this Sefer Torah. They brought a cipher who checked it and said, to the best of his knowledge, the Sefer Torah looks good. And indeed, they went ahead and they put announcements in all the local papers, but no one claimed anything. And he said that the Sefer Torah was in his shul. This man has a shul for 10 years. 10 years later, there's a knock on his door and there's a Yishalayim Dekayid comes in. He's just going to send him away with $5, and the guy is pleading, please. And he looked very genuine and very sincere, and he sat down and told him his story. He said, such a balchayip. He said, I know, Nebuch marrying of kids. Marrying of kids is a half a son. He said, he came to America, and he worked as a cipher. Okay, still didn't make any connection. He said, I'll tell you a story that sounds so impossible, you'll never believe it. I was mamish hoping to go back there. He saw I was pinching pennies. He said, I got like $150 to go through a cipher tire or fix certain things. And then I called them up, and they said, you can go ahead, you can, uh, you can, they told me the place they fixed it for, so deliver it. So I don't have how to deliver it. So they said, you know what, take a cab, we'll give you $50. He tells them, if I get there without the cab, will you give me the $50? He said, we don't care, well, you have $50 for traveling expenses. He says, I can't believe what I did, to this day doesn't make sense. I got onto the train with the Savitar. Just every penny counted. He says, I fell asleep. And I woke up, I realized it was my stop, and I, I flustered, I just grabbed the, the bag next to me, and I ran out, and it just hit me as the doors closed behind me, that I left the Sefetaira on the train. And I was going out of my mind. He said, I was going out of my mind. I begged, I searched, people tried. No one could figure out what the Sefetaira is. Why no one thought of looking in the lost and found? Maybe it wasn't created yet, I don't know. No one knew that it existed, no one knew it was there. Maybe it was there from a previous Google, this whole lost and found, no one still knows about it, I don't know. But when he told them this story that he left it on a subway train, their reaction was, you got it what you are. What do you think we're stupid? You know, who left the, in the history of the New York City subway system? No one left a cipher tire on a subway train. And they took him to the entire and the Rav said, you know, listen, at, at best you're a Shimer this year, you know, Shimer Finan, and this is a Pshia. And I know if, if, if a Poyol doesn't even have a dinner of a Shimer Finan, it's not a dinner of a Shimer Sacher, but either way, you have to pay for it. And I now owe, owed $15,000 to pay for the Sefer Torah. That's what was assessed. It was an older Sefer Torah. He says, not only did I make money, I've been spending the last couple of years, and Imamish breaks down and starts to cry. And he's just sitting there, and he starts asking him Simonim about the Sefer Torah, and he tells him exactly what it looks like. And he defines it, the color and the the nature of the Ksav, he says, this is Hashgacha Pratis at its best. I mean, Hashgacha Pratis is always at its best, but now we see it at its best. He took him to the Yarn Kaidish, he opened it up, and the man literally almost fainted. There it was. It was the Sefer And it was returned to uh, the rightful owner. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to Inspire.org.